under your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, it's us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. We're caught in a trap. I can't walk out because I love you too much, baby. Ah, in the news today. Rudy Giuliani came out swinging. It appears, in fact, Donald Trump did have sex with Stormy Daniels and some money exchanged hands. But it wasn't campaign finance money. It wasn't campaign funds. Some billionaire is going to take on Fox News. I could sit here all night and read the news for you. And I'm having a fantastic day. Wouldn't get frozen this morning. Ate some bacon and eggs and some Koneka. Protein fat heavy, baby. But I made a decision a while ago not to watch cable news anymore, and it's on right now in the radio studio. And I just, maybe I'm just continue to be burnt out, but now I'm, it's not so much something that frustrates me to no end. It's more just sad. You know, last night, I mentioned when Seth Spavlo was here joining me that Americans these days are feeling lonelier than ever. And tonight, I am alone. No guests tonight. It's been a while since it's been just you and I. You and, I hope, a few thousand of you listening but even if it's just one of you, or none of you, I'm happy we have this chance to talk. You know, Americans are feeling lonely and also suspicious. I really think suspicious minds right there. Now, you can't build a long-term relationship. You can't build your dreams with suspicious minds where you're constantly questioning the motives of the person you're supposed to be working with. But at the end of the day, we are in this bed together. And though there's a lot of things to hate, a lot of things to be frustrated by, I tend to realize I don't have power over most of this stuff. Why should I let it frustrate me and ruin my mood and I'm not talking about some great injustice but the general chatter that passes for conversation or if we want to be hoity-toity about it public discourse 
That's what gets me about people who criticize Donald Trump. And I've criticized him, but that's not what I'm here to do tonight unless, you know, I'm just talking here, folks. I don't have anything planned. I'm just talking. But that's what gets me about folks who criticize Donald Trump. They act like they have the moral high ground. People like James Comey saying, you know, a higher loyalty to truth and fealty and principle. Others who aren't certainly well-educated, who you could probably have a fascinating conversation with about literature, philosophy, or religion, or delicious food. I always love talking about food. I mean, pretty much all the sections of the New York Times, who now has the second most obnoxious subheading, all the news that's fit to print. No, they were the most obnoxious subheading for a while. They were the champion. They were in, I mean, undisputed. It was like Bruno San Martino's run as the champion in wrestling. But no, no, no. And rest in peace, Bruno. The whole gray lady and her obnoxious subtitle has been overtaken by the Washington Post. I know I've said this before, but I have to come back to it. The most obnoxious subheading for a news, so-called news publication in this country is the Washington Post's democracy dies in darkness. <laughs> well, democracy also seems to me at least as long as I've been looking at the political scene for the last... I've been working here now nearly seven years. I was paying attention when I was 18. For nearly 10 years, 11 years of my life, I've been paying attention. And as far as I can tell, yeah, democracy, I guess, could die in darkness, whatever the... F that means. If by darkness you mean anti-intellectual thinking, maybe, maybe not. I think democracy kills the thing it supposedly loves. Liberty. Land of the free, home of the brave. Yeah, some Americans are brave, but most aren't free. We might be freer than other places. Life generally is good. But if you look at the rough and rowdy political scene, the argument isn't over who are we going to make the most free. It really is not. The argument usually comes down to, at its best, who are we going to try to privilege to help them get ahead? At its worst, is who, who are we going to try to take advantage of so I can get ahead? Because that's the name of the game. So 
So Americans do feel lonely. And I think a part of that is that society has been changed, changing. It is changing rapidly. Where the news, whether it's Fox News or MSNBC, or the classic Big Three, NBC, ABC, CBS, the White House press pool, or Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity, the Huffington Post or Drudge Report or Vox, you'll occasionally find some nuggets of wisdom, something interesting to rip and read, but uh, with so many news sources and so many perspectives... Not listening and engaging with one another, honestly, but actually trying to fight and win power. No wonder Americans feel lonely, except when they're being either taught or teaching or inspiring or stoking the flames of discord. Seems the only way we can feel together is our common angst against some enemy. Whether it's the other political party, or somebody from outside the country, or a president we hate, or the people who hate the president we love. And some people, I've read their critiques... In a way, they have a point. The problem is people are lonely. There does seem to be a lack of community. And they put it at the feet of things like markets, money. And no doubt there are greedy people. There are people that just chase money for money's sake, like the nincompoops they are. Well, that's not going to be fulfilling. Some people chase fame for fame's sake, and they eventually fall off the mountaintop, kind of like Kanye West recently. Not for coming out and wearing a Make America Great Again hat, but when you get that big of a spotlight, Kanye, you make one mistake. Talking about how slavery is a choice, or was a choice, and he wasn't. I tried to read it as charitably as I could. I tried. Like, maybe he's talking about... A burden, an unnecessary burden people carry around today. No, that wasn't his point. In fact, I think the problem with Kanye West is I think he is talented. He's brilliant at making, at sampling music and making catchy beats. It's brilliant sometimes, lyrically. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't think you're very intelligent, or at least not very well read, Kanye. So you get people that seek fame for fame's sake, money for money's sake. There are no doubt things that people have done, not in the United States alone, but throughout human history. Where you feel like, oh, I've wasted time. I think some of this, though, is people projecting their own problems onto everybody else. 
if you got a personal problem at home, the world is pretty crappy. If you feel great and life is going great, the things that you like are popular, oh, life is swell. And it tends to bleed into your opinion when it comes to so-called public matters. So how do we help people not feel so lonely? Because I can't just put it at the feet of politics, as nasty and bigoted as politics is, and I'm talking about both sides. The most pervasive, not the most awful, or evil, but the most pervasive form of bigotry in this country is probably partisanship. Probably. But I can't lay the loneliness of so many people at the feet of politics and partisanship and hypocrisy. Like, we're going to call out the hypocrisy and lies of the age, and that'll make things better. Mm-hmm. Sure. Or it'll just really create everybody yelling at one another and finding out we're all hypocrites and liars in a way. We're all ignorant and have blind spots in a way. Yet we want to, what's the old saying? Something like point out the flaws of someone else without seeing our own. I do sometimes think people forget what matters. I certainly have. But then you can go back to the cliches, friends are what matter, families what what matters. But let's be honest, there's times when you're with your friends and family where it's boring. Where you're having the same old conversations. It's not always fun. And then out of those moments of boredom, you do have an incredible time. So I don't know how to make people feel a little less lonely out there. Yes, entertainment does it. Setting lofty goals that aren't things like fame and fortune or political power and notoriety. Setting goals like how do I strive to be a good person. Something as general as that I think could help people. Certainly could help me. But... Occasionally the news does surprise me. In the midst of all this idiotic partisan chatter, you do get breakthroughs. Hopefully you get breakthroughs like what's going on in the Korean Peninsula. And of course the arguments will be had is Trump, should Trump get credit? Should Trump not get credit? Who should get the credit? Well, yes, Donald Trump should get some credit. He should get the credit if it's you're talking about American politics. But Kim Jong-un, if he falls through with his promises, should get credit. So should President Moon of South Korea. So should President Xi Jinping of China. Back when the Cold War ended, now, seems so long ago, ended right as I was born, pretty much. Reagan deserved credit, and all the people who worked for Reagan... Gorbachev and many Russians deserve credit. 
That's the thing. When you actually find peace, everybody deserves credit. And yet our political games are always about who deserves the praise and who deserves the blame. Even when there's no real injustice out there to find. So I hope something good comes out of this North Korean... Well, it seems they're trying to make peace. And if Trump's madman theory, acting like the craziest mofo on the planet with the most nukes and a big button that actually works, that's what created peace, so be it. The world's a crazy place. But I do wonder if the... uh, the incessant chatter, the idiotic chatter that I talk about will be our undoing. I think we're more resilient than that. That Though people do feel lonely, they feel lonely because they actually are hoping for more. But here's the thing. I, excuse me for referring to myself in this way, I, Joey Clark, I am not as is obvious from tonight's show and past shows from 6 to 7, Monday through Friday, and replayed Saturday mornings here on Newstalk. I am not a journalist. <laughs> I'm more an entertainer, if that. I'm more just a young guy trying to figure out his way in the world. I'm a young guy who created a lot of unnecessary problems for himself. And as I started to get over them, basic obstacles you put in the way when you get disappointed, things like addiction, not taking care of myself, then I had an immense tragedy, obstacle thrown in my way. And out of that, I didn't behave well. I kept falling back into old habits seemed like self-medication was the answer, but now I'm just trying to figure it out. And I used to get really frustrated watching the news. Now I kind of just look at it, not like with a holier-than-thou or mightier-than-thou, just how boring and silly and wasteful wasteful is the word that comes to mind. Like Hillary Clinton just popped up on the screen and somebody I'm sure is going to have a comment about her and maybe they deserve a comment, but just what a waste of time and breath and life for us to be sitting here complaining about people that have no doubt committed injustices after injustice but do it in the name of serving us. What a waste of our freedom to speak. Oh no, I'm starting to feel possessed. It is paranormal day. But I think the way we actually stop the loneliness, it won't ever end. Everybody has to find their own path. They'll go through their own tragedies. Whether they put those obstacles in their own way or something like the death of a parent. 
or you get married and you get divorced or whatever it is. There's a lot of different things that can come your way. I think the way we actually help people not feel so lonely and the way we actually, well, bring people together, if it is at all possible, it's by listening to actual stories about our lives. And everybody has a story. I mean, no doubt, some nights I'm tired, some nights I don't want to hear it. After you do seven hours on air, your brain feels like a cracked and scrambled egg. It's a weird, odd feeling. But everybody has a story, some more dramatic than others. I think if you actually take the time to sit and listen to humor people, or to really rack your own mind and say, what's my story? Not in relation to the rat race for money or fame or political power, who's up, who's down. What's Rudy Giuliani got to say? What's Comey up to, that rat? What is that sullen-faced Robert Mueller doing these days? And what the hell happened to Nancy Pelosi's face? And is Harry Reid still alive? Don't worry your mind with those things. Actually figure out who you are, where you're going, why you work the job you do, why your friends are your friends. And at first it's mundane. It's like, oh, I'm just listing off certain things. But as you start to see those little things put together, you see potential to do amazing things. And I think everybody, myself included, will be amazed by the ripple effect of doing a good thing and being a better person each and every day. And it can have an amazing ripple effect. I don't have to believe in angels to understand the lesson of it's a wonderful life. Though, say you stop that movie right as George jumps, that's a depressing flick, right? No wonder people... Anyway... But you, you open up your eyes, you see possibilities. And if you think about life more than just, oh, the things I want, the things I need. I want love, I want attention. I want stuff, I want to be able to take cool photos and show off. When you put that aside, and you start to see, mm, what is the significance of everything I do? What is the potential? I mean, it can be something as silly as, I don't know, like where you live. Is it just an apartment you live in? Is it just a house you bought? Or is there actually a story there? And yes, I am that ham-handed. I am about to tell you about one of my friends. See, folks, sometimes I like to break the fourth wall. This is what we call a live spot. When you do a live spot, it's... Well, to get somebody's name out there and what they do and what they can do for you and how you can get in contact with them. It's really just putting people together with people. And that's what we do in the radio business. It's called advertising. The beautiful thing here is it's not just a name to me. It's not just a number to me. It's not just a service to me. When you actually get to know the people you're working with, well, it becomes a story. The guy's name 
it's the first part of the live spot, is Eddie Bader. He works with the Goodson Group. He started off investing in properties. Then he decided to go through the real estate school with the Goodson Group. And he's taken his life, I don't want to give away too much, taken his life from a place that probably wasn't too bad, but it's now a lot better. And he's done it by helping people buy and sell their homes. Now, I've done it myself. You can go online. You can look at homes for rent, homes for sale. Try to put your house up there. But it doesn't do it justice unless you actually go to see the place. And I think you actually have somebody who knows the market, who's passionate about homes. And that's what I got to see this past weekend with Eddie Bader from the Goodson Group. So, whether you're a first-time home buyer like I may potentially be, I, I love a good historic home that's been renovated. It'd be cheaper than what I'm renting for. If I hope I become that first-time home buyer. It, it might be in the works. It is in the works. Don't let that first step be an excuse. Or maybe you've done this before, and you need someone you can trust, who can show you around town, especially if you're from military and you're jumping into town, stationed here, or you've got a bigger and bigger family. I hope you know what's causing that. Give Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group a call. 322-0662. 322-0662. That'll be directly to Eddie Bader. He'll set you up, man. And he's a great guy. I think you'll enjoy yourself. Um, he has a great rapport with, with me, but with his clients. Um, it's good to know him and good to have him on the show. Now, somebody called earlier as I've been alone and sort of being ponderous about why people are so lonely. You see, this is what happens when I end up alone on the show. I, I get a little too in my own head. Well, that's the way things are. But somebody did call and they've been sitting on hold for quite some time. So who is this? You're on the air now. Hello? Yeah, hi, how are you doing? Yes, who's this? <laughs> I, I just wanted to call one. Uh, I know, I think the one thing we're missing yeah. in the United States right now is, is common sense. People mm. are able to think for themselves. That seems to be the the one area that you can't teach common sense. And I didn't get your name. Give me your name. My name's Tommy. Hey, Tommy. And this is just a joke. I just love language. But I really want more independent thinking. But if it's independent thinking, would it be really that common? Well. You know. But I see what you're saying. (laughs) I see what you're saying, man. Like, uh... Yeah, I w- that's the number one thing I had to go through is I like I believe in what I believe in and it I do share it with a lot of people fortunately but I I got into this thing where I'm just going with the herd like what's the latest headline that we must talk about or and that's just my business but it can be any aspect of life but, but with that it seems like that sometimes we are focused on all the negativity. Yes. You know, the latest news seems to always be negative. It's a, a Trump done this thing. It's a Nancy Pelosi done this thing. I'm a Trump supporter. Yeah. But yeah. 
at the same time, I'm speaking on both sides. It seems like we just cater to the negative, and we never really fully think things out. We listen. We wait for news or or the newspaper or talk radio, Washington Post, Montgomery advertiser to tell us how we should think. Yep. Well, and we're busy. I think that's why we do that. We're busy living our lives. And it's like, well, I need to be publicly minded. I, I don't know. I, I think when you bring the public sphere, if we want to call it that, community to a local level, it's a little easier to consume and actually have an independent thought on it. I mean, half the time when I... I'm lucky to have this job so I can have the time to look around, but I can't specialize in the same way... You know, I can learn a little bit about what's going on in Korea, but I can't specialize in the same way somebody's been studying it forever. So it does, the approach I have to take is some common sense. Like, all right, and this is what I was talking about earlier, Tommy. Get your stuff together, Joey. Like, yeah, you can go up there and be Mr. Fancy Pants with your big words, but is why is your room a wreck and your bathtub that nasty? Why is it that you're not even planning a meal for yourself and just stopping for fast food every night? And why you're waking up late in the morning and you feel bad. So you can think and I'm talking about myself again, so you can say all you want, but if your own life isn't together, what good are you? Where's your common sense? It's a good point you've made, Tom. That makes that makes very good sense. Yeah. And it's it's the it's the focus on the negative, and that was a very negative rant. But once I kind of started taking those basic steps, I, it's more I, like when I get negative, it's a put on. I just I feel good. Maybe the word is zen about it. Like okay, yeah, I, I guess the negative stuff plays when you play into people's angst and anger. Uh, that's how it works. And then often it is just honest angst and anger. It's not like people are just playing us. People are angry. So they're going to express it. And that's, yeah. that's what has me worried the most is people are reacting very emotionally to things and not taking a step back going, wait a second. What's going on here? Yeah, the think tank seems to be dry. Yep. So at the same time, you know, I, everybody's busy. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm cooking spaghetti with my wife now. It sounds good. In the year. It sounds delicious. <laughs> That's just kind of what we do. And, and, and I hate to see people like Dick Brubaker yeah. and, and is deciding to step away from politics because I think he's a really sharp guy. I do too, yeah. And I just, you know, I hate to see folks like that go away, but I guess that's the world we're in now. Well, and they'll say that's some of the ethics laws and the ambiguities there, if you, like, are a car dealer like Dick. Um, and it's just the ethics laws are are ambiguous in that way. They could be on the hook for something that is completely benign. But, you know, you made me thinking, think of Dick Brubaker. He might do this with somebody else, a different host. But I would love to do an exit interview with Dick Brubaker because he's not running for office again. He can say what he wants. So maybe we'll get like a last bit of wisdom out of him. Though it's sad to see him go from office. Like the, I think that would be a very interesting show. I, I like that idea, Tommy. Thank you for bringing him up because he is going to be missed. A lot of people are leaving uh, locally and... 
It's just a matter of I, I want to have real conversations with people. And I've weighed it with politicians because it's election season and good luck with that. And they're great people running, don't get me wrong, but having a real conversation rather than sticking to the talking points. It's like, how many people have you heard, Tommy, that are uh, that run for office and go, I don't have, I have New York values, not Alabama values. Like, the Bible, what the hell is the Bible? Like, everybody's, I have a, fa- I love family and uh, faith, and I have Alabama values, and I love this country, and I'm like... Good. Like, I just, like, you and every other person running is going to say that. Like, let's have a real conversation about who you are. Um, it's It amazes me. Um, and I guess that's what people who they hire say you need to say, and I guess it works. But, you know, I, I appreciate the call, man. Hey, I don't want to hold up any more of your time. Thank you for taking my call. And, hey, I hope you can get two breaks. Dick Brubaker on the phone. Oh, likewise, likewise. I'll I'll call him and tell him Tommy said so. Yeah, you just tell him I said so. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate the call, man. Great night. You too, you too. You see, I was all in my own head there, and another person joins in, and like it livens up. It's amazing how that works. It's not good for people to be alone. We just got to reach out to folks. And stop being so damn suspicious. What you doing to me? Joey Clark. Oh, welcome back. And I just had a um, question texted to me. First, this person who uh, asked me this question said that loneliness could be solved by, say, like alcohol and uh, battery-powered things. Uh, anyway, um, which yeah, I was talking about that earlier. When I was using alcohol to do it, it didn't leave me very. Didn't I didn't feel connected with other people? But uh, I got this question, and I'll try to answer it here in the last, you know, 12 minutes. It's the question of the hour, and it is from a lady. From a lady. And it, the question is, um, why can't men... Oh, there you go. Separate battle of the sexes. Why can't men appreciate a woman for her mind instead of her meat suit? Mm, Meat suit, that's an interesting term. Especially when you put it like that. It's like, oh my God. Why can't men appreciate a woman for her mind instead of her meat suit? Well, I mean... Number one, men do. <laughs> That's the thing. All men and women aren't the same. There are plenty of men who appreciate women for their minds and not their so-called bodies or meat suits. But I think it's, uh, it's kind of built in, if I'm being completely honest. I'm a guy. I notice. 
I, but here's the thing. I find all sorts of people attractive physically. And what makes people or differentiates women to me is what their personality is like, what their mind is like. It's not necessarily a matter of intelligence or not. There are people that aren't like the you know, smartest academic mind that are quite charming and funny. And there are people that are freaking brilliant that I like to talk to. I think it makes a huge difference. But I want to flip the question on its head a little bit. And again, the question is, why can't men appreciate women for their minds instead of, as the questioner put it, their meat suit? All right? I will admit, because you see it, that women, I mean, they like an attractive person, usually. They like somebody who's physically attractive, men who are. But women tend to look for more, okay, is a guy going to offer me security? Is a guy funny? Is a guy intelligent? These sort of things. Women tend to look more towards the personality and the mind. But unless you've actually, you know, said till death do us part, like, I just don't think I could be a disgusting blob of a person. I, uh... I know I have, like, a huge bunion on my foot and uh, warts and pus-filled pockmarks all over my body. But I, why don't you appreciate my mind? I think we all understand this. It's a balance. I think we should all appreciate mind and body. Some people are more blessed than others. But I think if we um, get rid of this this notion that mind-body, it's a separate thing. No, I've found the more I've taken care of my body and actually done some basic workouts. I'm not over... I'm not at some CrossFit place, like, lifting... I saw a video earlier today. I'm like, I would die if I did that power clean like that. My goodness, that's impressive. Just a basic workout. A little bit more conscientiousness when it came to what I put in my body in terms of food. I started to think clearer and feel better and have a little bit more zen towards the frustrating things we see on the news every day. But the male gaze, why do men like women's bodies? Well, because we get distracted. It's awesome. That's why. Like, have you ever tried to argue, guys, with a woman when she's naked? It doesn't, you can't argue. I don't even, I, th- I think I've heard that somewhere else before, but I don't, I'm not trying to steal it. It's just a true point. I'm not trying to steal the truth. It's just true. I can't argue with you when you're stark naked. It's too hot. It's hardwired in. That's what it is. But what makes it even better is when that person who immediately catches your attention in that way, physically, also has a mind on them makes you laugh that makes you think that challenges you makes it even better no doubt here's the thing you're not all these questions of why do men do this why do women do this excuse me pardon me for all the ladies out there I'm not trying to please all women Lord, it's hard enough to please one. 
but it is fun sometimes. But it's hard enough. Hard enough. And if you try to please all the people all the time, what happens? Well, you please nobody. And that's, it, again, it's the type of question where we get lost with our policy. Why are conservatives like this? Why are progressives like this? It's these sort of blanket statements where if you actually look underneath the hood, <clears throat> you'll find people are unique individuals with their own experiences. And if you get to know them, you may not like them, but you at least get to know them. And you'll have personal reasons for not liking them. But I don't know. I'd, I'll fully admit, Instagram's awesome. I just started posting stuff like yoga fo- photos. And there's all sorts of people on there working out. Women. And yoga, yoga pants are great. I like hot women. I'll admit it. But that's not everything. It's very unfulfilling and shallow. But, I mean, for the longest time, I only swam in the shallow end of the pool. I didn't want to put on floaties and go into the deep end. In fact, for the longest time, I was scared to swim. You know, I was taught, I believe my mom threw me into the shallow end of the pool. And you realize, oh, this isn't so bad. So, yeah, women are objectified. But uh, I think most guys will admit that uh, either they're fooling themselves or uh, they're not thinking very deeply. And there are some idiots out there. I'm not calling anybody an idiot, but some people are dense. But women, please do not think all guys walk around and that's all they think of. They do think of it. I think of it. Like somebody's physically attractive. She's hot. Look at the uh, her. It's not what all I think of, though. I mean, when I meet somebody in person or online, I usually find myself gravitating towards people who have my same interest. It because it is about the thought process, and you don't feel so lonely. Yeah, last night I talked about how you can feel lonely in a crowd surrounded by people. The worst is when the person next to you in bed is there, you can hear them snoring, and you still feel lonely. That's the worst. And people who are supposedly together start to feel like strangers. Talk about a unique hell on earth. And sometimes it's a problem of you just need to have a conversation, rekindle it, not let the uh, old fights of the past get you down. And here's the thing. This person that asked me this question, I'm not even sure if they're listening. This is what I do, ladies and gentlemen, and it's why I usually have guests, because I like to be able to have the face-to-face connection. We'll occasionally do phone and interviews. That's my plan going forward because I'm excited for this thing called FeeCon. It's the Foundation for Economic Education. They invited me to Atlanta June 7th, so I'll be running some replays. I might do an impromptu podcast, though, there. Just get a bunch of people to come sit and chat. 
It's not going to be the official, what do you think of free market economics? What do you think of uh, political liberty? Cool conversations, but I'm just going to get people to sit down, maybe try to tell their story. But I'm very excited leading up to that because there are some amazing, inspiring speakers that are going to be at FeeCon. One in particular, I'll show my hand, I want to get him on the show, is T.K. Coleman, a guy who co-founded a thing called Praxis. And it's an alternative to college where they put people in apprenticeships or paid internships during the day with a given business of their interest. And then at night or when you have free time during the day through online education with a person who actually is your coach, you talk to them pretty much every day, you're getting a liberal arts education that you hone or that you structure to your liking. Do you want to study more history than literature? Okay. More philosophy? Sure. Politics? Why? So, I think, at the end of the day, we're going to we'll find our way on this show. I'm going to find my way. I started on September the 11th, 2017. And nearly, yeah, six months or so have passed. If not that... I'm bad at math. And it's been a weird process. I thought I would come on here and be essentially the libertarian equivalent to what you see from a left-wing perspective or a right-wing perspective. But as I started to try to do that, I just I got bored with myself. And I realized that it is about the people around me and my own story and my own journey. I am trying to progress. The reason I talk about relationships and sexuality, these sort of things, because it's interesting, it's complicated. The reason why I like to talk about religion like I did for two nights, or my lack of belief in a traditional religion, because it's interesting, it's complicated, and I don't have all the answers. And we will talk about politics because, well, politics won't leave us alone, as much as I wish it would, but it won't. And you know, that question, why do men appreciate women only for their bodies and not their minds is apropos because this song by the whispers check out the video just search keep on loving me by the whispers and it's just all the dudes in the band seeing a girl in high heels walk by doesn't mean they don't like her mind it's just that her legs go all the way to the floor we can do both ladies we can do both i think you want us to thank you for listening folks this has been the joy clark radio hour tomorrow night friday it's going to be fun. A free-for-all. Talk to you then. Joey Clark.